0: Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Jenny G. Cousins, and this is Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. Now, in order to watch these episodes, you're going to have to subscribe and hit that red button down there in the corner and make some comments and let me know what you guys like. How are you feeling with these episodes? And that's the only way you're going to get content. So you must do that. So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jenny Cousins. I'm out there. You can look me up. You'll find me bottom line. So now on today's episode, I have a very special guest and I want to welcome Deidre Norman. Thank you, Deidre, for coming on my show. Thank you so much. I'm so
1: honored to be here. This is Really amazing and beautiful. So thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Of course, I had to have you. So I'm just going to give a little bit of information about Deidre, and then I'm going to ask her some questions, and you guys are going to see and understand why, of course, I had to interview her. So now, Deidre is a master Satva yoga teacher and medical intuitive whose mission is to guide people to align with their highest truth through personal energy evaluations spiritual wellness courses and the teaching of yoga and meditation learning to manage her energy and energy boundaries has been one of the most transformative things in her life and because of this one of her main passions is to share these teachings with others she works with people through teaching yoga intuitive readings intuitive coaching and online courses that empower others to tap into their own intuitive abilities and manage their energy. Now, as a medical intuitive, Deidre uses her intuitive abilities to help people understand the emotional, psychological and spiritual energy that lies at the root of illness, disease or life crisis. In addition to her intuitive work and yoga teachings, she also leads workshops and leads retreats around the world. Deidre has a master's in medical intuition from the alchemy of intuition medicine and has completed over 1500 hours of yoga teacher training, studying with many teachers her two main teachers, Akaya Miller and um, Anand Mahostra. So this is why I had to have Deidre on, and you guys are gonna see why. So this is so exciting. This is so exciting to have you on, Deidre It's so exciting to be here. I love this. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. So now your one of your abilities and teachings is teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. So What type of yoga are you teaching? Because I know there's different types of yoga. Um, Great question. So I teach, I would say the primary
1: thing that I really love to teach is more of the Kriya yoga, which is in the U.S. a lot of times you hear it called Kundalini yoga. And that is the main thing that I teach. I also teach just your regular Vinyasa yoga class. And, you know, I do that in where I live right now in Jackson, Wyoming. But the main thing I do is is the, the Himalayan Kriya Yoga, which is, like I said, also known as Himalayan Kundalini or Kundalini Yoga. And that really works with Kriya means evolutionary action. So when you do the Kriya yoga and you work with this type of yoga, you're really raising your vibration, you're raising your consciousness, and you're kind of moving from these old set patterns to kind of a new way of being. So that's why I like it the most, because there's so much transformation and you really feel a shift, even just from one class. So that's,
0: yeah. And then I do, I teach a lot of meditation as well. Yeah. When, like, when did you get drawn into meditation or into yoga? Like, what drew you into yoga?
1: You know, I got drawn into yoga originally because I had so many injuries. And so I actually used to be pretty um, athletic. Like, I needed to exercise all the time. And so I got so injured, especially with my knee, that I couldn't actually exercise anymore. So I was mm-hmm. like, I guess I can still do this hot yoga. <laughs> so I did the hot yoga. And and then it was just this sort of um, ripple effect where it was like, okay, that's cool. And then I just started going to these other styles of yoga and other practices of yoga. And I just remember this one day having this fight with this boyfriend and um, just just being so, you know, everything's wrong with him. This is so messed up. And I got out of yoga and I was like, I don't even remember why I was mad. Like I couldn't even comprehend the craziness that had been in my mind earlier. And so it's then that I started to realize I'm like, oh, this practice is way deeper and way more than just the physical well-being. So, I mean, that's kind of a funny story, but it kept, those kind of stories kept going, you know, where I would have a stressful day at work and all of a sudden I noticed I'd go to yoga and I'd be lifting my head high again and I'd feel confident again. So the, the,
0: the subtle effects that sort of kept happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, I mean, like for somebody that has like injuries, like even like even for myself, I've had I used to run eight miles a day once upon a time ago. And then I had an accident with my with my feet and then it threw my knees out and all kinds of stuff. So sometimes I have troubles doing yoga. Like this morning I actually did a Tommy Sahana Sahana, right? And it was okay yeah. except for the except for the frog pose. I couldn't do that because of the knees and such like that, right? Yeah. Um, but if somebody did have like um issues let's say what what would and they wanted to like Deidre you know I, I want to start yoga like what would you say to them like what what would you say like so when I think of the word yoga I
1: think of you know the first learning that I had of yoga which yoga means union and that that connection with self and so yoga is an integrated practice so it's not just when we think, especially in the Western world, when we think of yoga, it's very much uh, the asana practice, which is those physical poses, right? But yoga is so much more. So if I'm injured, it's like the breath work. That's why I love the Kriya. So you can do stuff seated, you can do stuff in a chair, you can do um, yoga nidra, where you do yoga, where you're basically lying down Right. And that's all you're doing. So there's so many different practices of yoga that you don't always hear about. So literally there's something for everyone. And then I'm more of, of the belief of the all encompassing practice. So it's like reading the scriptures, it's doing the meditations, doing the breath work, it's doing the physical practice, it's doing the energy, the kriya work. So there's so many options.
0: Yeah. And depending I mean,
1: even- that, there's always something.
0: Yeah. Cause even this morning I did, um, it was, it was like a 20 minute Tommy has a 20 minute one and I did everything on there except for the frog pose. And I, yeah. you know, I'm like, I, I just really, and I'm like, yeah, I, you know, that was really good. And I have injuries, but I, I was fine. And I'm like, during that, just that one frog pose and I'm like, okay, don't do that. And I just kind of just started moving my arms around a lot more and such like that. So. And you know, Tommy
1: is the first person who I really was introduced to the Kundalini Yoga, and I remember doing mm-hmm. his set, just the the spinal series, and I was like, oh, I did, yeah, it's
0: simple oh, and powerful. I didn't know that. See, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, I just love Tommy. You know, I think he's awesome. I just, yeah. I think he's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're also connected with SF Yoga Magazine. Mm-hmm. So can you explain SF Yoga Magazine? So SF Yoga Magazine is an
1: online platform, and it's community, consciousness, and culture. And so we're actually, which is really cool, I have a new person who's partnering with me to really help grow. Um, It's, like I said, an online magazine, but we want to make it a lot bigger than just the magazine. So we have a goal for 2025 to have a big event in San Francisco. And so it's based in San Francisco, but we cover events internationally like i'm going to the international yoga festival in rishikesh in march to cover the event for sf yoga magazine and we you know we cover all sorts of different things when you know of course you are one of the amazing people we have on there with just as jenny g which i was just saying so many people we get so many people reading those over and over and over again which i love but it's it's we really want to um connect the community and especially now San Francisco is growing so much in the yoga community since um there was kind of you know through the pandemic there was so many shifts and changes and now it's growing so we really want to capture that and bring people together through the site we want to um elevate the consciousness so we really want to make sure we have people on there and articles on there that are inspiring that like I said you know it's like higher consciousness so we don't you know we're probably not going to put on there something like drink beer and have yoga you know it's definitely um, we want to make it um a a
0: place where it's
1: really a higher state of consciousness yeah and
0: i'm so grateful for my column i'm i'm just very honored very honored to be a part of, of the magazine very honored
1: So yeah, so in the next few years, it's going to be growing. And we're going to be doing, like I said, a lot, we're going to be doing a lot more events. In addition to just the online platform, we always go to events, we have a presence at those, but we're going to be
0: growing it quite a bit. So it's a really good magazine. Like we're going to put a link below. Anyways, I want you guys to check out, you know, Deidre's magazine, because like it drew me in right away when I saw it like a few years ago. And I'm like, I love love, love the energy with it. So you guys better check it out. You have to check it out. So now you're also a medical intuitive. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what that is? Like, for yeah. your-
1: so, um, a medical intuitive. So I have a, de- basically what I, I have a degree in medical intuition. And so what that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge, all encompassing, um, Degree, but the idea is that we are made up, you know, energetically just as the, dy- the, dyna- the dynamism, I guess, of the energy makeup as just as much, if not more than the physical body. And so a lot of times it's easy to focus on the physical body. So with medical intuition, you kind of go a little bit deeper. You go kind of that level deeper. So, for example, if someone comes to me, I think the best way is just to show an example of like, you know, I am I went to the doctor and I found out I have some sugar issues. So then what we'll do is we'll go in and, and look at the energetic component of that. Mm. So for example, the woman I was working with who I'm explaining right now, we went in and we found out that, oh, this is something with your liver. And this is a lot of anger towards your father. And so we did a lot of work with trying to heal that relationship, releasing some of those old Toxic energies that were held in the system, repatterning. And um, she went back in a few months later and her sugar levels were were back to normal. So it's it's kind of working with the energy level instead of the physical level and going in and seeing different blocks in the energy system and then seeing how
0: there was kind of ripple out. Yeah, and, fact, and that's amazing because I mean, like any, you know, like Western doctor real, realistically, can give somebody a, a pill, let's say or or whatever, but you know, like the work that you're doing, it goes to the root of the problem and it can really truly help that person. It's like, oh wow, I didn't realize it was because of my father, let's say, and such like right. that. And and that's really amazing. You know, that's I, I love the healing modalities with that. It's it's life-changing for some people. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I did
1: a lot of um
0: people with
1: different autoimmune disorders and all of these things where they go to the doctor and like, I can't figure out what's
0: wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like when you're doing yoga, how many, do you do yoga like a few times a day or are you doing yoga like once a day or? I would love to be doing it a few times a day,
1: but unfortunately (laughs) I still does it (laughs) quite. Allow for it. you know, like I said, I do more of an integrated practice. so I I my priority is meditation always before anything else. Um, and then I will definitely do a yoga practice throughout the day once. It's very um it's
0: it's a beautiful day when I can do it more than that. <laughs> but- yeah when I, when I started doing yoga, my my yoga teacher because i thought i actually have to go to class because if i don't i'm not going to do it she said she was 70 and she was teaching three classes a day and i'm like what and i'm like i'm having troubles just making it through the one class and you're doing that three times a day like wow pretty amazing yeah 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 it is you know but you do so many other things as well and i mean like even your meditation that you just mentioned um do you you meditate every day? Is there a certain type of like a meditation that you do? Because I know there's like different types of meditations. So the daily practice that I love is still comes from um, what I learned from
1: Anand. It's the Sattva Yoga meditation practice. So I usually also do. So I start with a Japa meditation practice, and then I go into um, the Sattva Yoga meditation practice. And that is a breath work, a, a short kriya, and a meditation, and mm-hmm. so that's usually my primary daily meditation. And then Jop- I do japa sometimes three times a day. So I I do the japa practice every day, but sometimes more. That's a practice that I that I add
0: in more regularly. So if somebody said, "What's what's the benefits of meditation?" what what would you tell them? I think the, the biggest benefit of meditation
1: is it just brings us into that state of stillness and that place of calm so that we move through our day more steadily. So for me, you know, it doesn't mean that, oh, I meditated and it was completely in stillness and silence and I didn't have a single thought. I don't mean it like that. I just mean it brings us into that centered place. And so we start to realize how much, well, I should speak for myself. I started to realize how much I was reacting in the world versus showing up. And, and as you know, Anand says, correct, right action, right? Like just spontaneous, right action that happened. What I noticed was that was starting to happen more and more where before that I was reacting. Right. And so I feel like having that steady center just to start your day is so powerful. I also try, um, and work in a lot of work for my personal self, the energy medicine tools where strengthening my aura, clearing my energy field, and and starting my day grounded and rooted to the earth with that energy boundary so that as I move, I'm not taking on other people's energy throughout the day so that I really understand what's mine and what's other people's. So I think those are kind of the two main things of just having that centered place and then being able to walk through without taking on all this energy that's not
0: mine. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like, that's with the setting the energy boundaries and such like that. I mean, I have to do it every day, like every day. I have to set boundaries. You know, I get so many messages a day, and even where I live, I leave my place to take my dog out, and it's like people just swarm around me, and I'm like, I just need my space right now just to go take my dog out, you know? So, yeah, that's so important, so important.
1: Yeah, I notice I do sometimes three or four times a day. Just be like,
0: okay, set my boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So now, obviously, India, of course. I mean, India's my love and my heart always. Right, always, always. And how many times have you been there? Like, how many times have you been to India? Do you think? I was just thinking about that. It's either six or seven times. Wow. I think wow. this, is, I
1: think this year will be my eighth trip. I need to double check that. Wow. Abundance
0: yeah. number eight. I know, right? I, I just, <laughs> I love India. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who knows? I mean, I say I'm going every year, right? But it's like divine timing, divine timing. Cause when I'm going, I'm going there for a little while.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's what I always recommend. Cause people are like, Oh, you're, you're, Program Ridge is it's two weeks. It's a little too long. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you really need, I feel like you need time and space in India. And if you just go for a week or you just go for 10 days, it's, I just think you need a little, a little bit more time than you would anywhere else in the world. It's just to dive in, to really be there.
0: Two weeks. I mean, oh my gosh, that that's crazy. Like for those of you who haven't gone, you know, even myself who hasn't gone, I mean, when i go i'm planning at least 6 weeks that i'm going to be gone if not like 6 months like that you know so mm-hmm. so with your retreats now everybody listen to this for anybody who wants to go to india and anybody who wants to go to india and get involved with deejer and and like the yoga and everything tell us about your retreat that's going to be coming up and when it's going to be roughly like when are you you know planning on it realistically around so so I've got two coming up in 2024.
1: I have one October 20th to November 4th. And then the second one will most likely be over the Thanksgiving holiday for the people in the US that last sort of week in November. And I call them pilgrimages because a retreat might give it the wrong impression because it's not really like a retreat where you're going to lay by the pool and just relax. Like it's, it's, it's a deep, it's a pilgrimage. It's a deep dive into yourself. It's an inward journey, so much more than everything else. When you go to India, and I always say, no matter what you need to heal or work on, it comes up full force in India, whether you want it or not. Yeah, so it's really, it's, it's a that's why I think the space and time is needed there. So you can be like, okay, I can work through this, I can heal this, but I just feel India is a place for such deep growth, transformation, and healing. And the one I have coming up um, October 20th through November 4th of 2024 is we start in Varanasi and then we go up to Rishikesh for two days and Rishikesh is sort of the foothills of the Himalayas and then we go up to Badranath, which is high up in the Himalayas. And then we come back down just north of Rishikesh where we spend um, five days at this beautiful retreat center and Varanasi is known as the city of the dead it's just so powerful. It's the oldest living city. So you're in this beautiful place where people have been praying, meditating, doing pilgrimages for thousands of years. So each temple is so powerful. You know, you walk in each temple and you feel the shift immediately. Like you, you just, you know, we, we take river trips down the Ganga and it's just, the energy is 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 so powerful and then you go up north to the mountains and it's just this whole other powerful energy that is so very different from Varanasi but it's powerful in in a much different way there we can actually swim in the Ganga because it's right coming from the mountains Um, and the temples there also are thousands of years old that we go visit and yeah. And in this trip, which is really cool, one of the places we do visit in Badranath is we go to an astral ashram. So mm. all these ancient yogis are in this astral ashram that we go up, we hike up. Um, it's about 10 miles round trip. And we just sit and meditate. And you can choose to meditate in a cave or on rocks. And we're just in, in the presence of these yeah, it's really, really powerful. And I don't mention the astral ashram on my site, because I, you know, but here on your show, I can <laughs> stand it a little It'll bit get out there. <laughs> but it's, it's a pretty um, yeah. transformative journey. You don't leave, you don't come back the same you don't even come back. You know, you, yeah. you, you
0: finish a, a much different person. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why, I mean, when I go, I'm going to be there for a while. Yeah, right. And just really absorb all of its sacred essence, just completely and utterly. There's so much that I want to see and do. And who knows, maybe I'll join your retreat next year, because whenever I'm planning on going, it's actually around that time, you know, and it would be so (laughs) amazing to have you. And
1: so that, um, one from October to November 4th, we're also having this wonderful woman, Jo, from New Zealand, who's going to be doing a couple, she's going to be assisting and helping in, in all the ways she's been on it before, but she's going to be leading a couple of family, family constellation sessions as well, which will be really, because uh-huh. one of the tables we go to is, is all about our ancestors. So that will be a really
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, cool kind of addition that I haven't done before, but she came on the last one, so this time, we're bringing her in wow. and then the other one um, I'm doing at the end of November I'm doing it with my um, good friend Rachel Hunter and we are doing a Kali tour so we're starting in Calcutta and then we're going up to the Rishikesh area again and then we're going to go up to this place called Kali moth where there's a Kali temple yeah so we're all these really old Kali temples and then we'll go back to Hardwar not back but we'll go to Hardwar which is near Rishikesh to another Kali temple and so the whole tour is um honoring and invoking the goddess kali who is the goddess of fearless love and um, that's going to be a pretty
0: powerful that's life transforming i mean like seriously if anybody wants to go to india you know even if somebody's by their themselves like i've never been myself and when i go i'll be by myself right i mean it's better to go with a group it's better i mean you do what you own thing right but I mean, there's Deidre right there, you guys. You you have that in right there, in right there, wow. you know, and, and we're going to have Deidre's information anyways. You guys go and sign up because that's going to sell out. That is going to sell out. And you're going to find that it's going to be harder and harder and harder to join because she's going to book up really quickly, you guys. So really pay attention to Deidre and what she's doing now, right? So in India, if like, of all places you've been to in India, right? Is there one place or city or area or that you're like, I, this is one of my favorites. I'm sure there's a hundred million places, but of all places where for you, I don't
1: think there's anywhere in India. I don't like, I love everything, but it is so challenging for me once I get to Varanasi to leave Varanasi. Varanasi to me is it is it is my favorite place and I don't know what it is about it you know you go up to the mountains and it's so beautiful and, and amazing but there's something about I think it's just that the spirituality and the amount of pilgrims that come to Varanasi and for thousands of years so the energy of it is so powerful and you know you have the burning ghats where the people um, get burns, and so it's it's just it is. I think Varanasi is definitely, and you know, I went back this past year, and it was definitely way different. You know, after um, I think everything after these last few years, things have shifted, and so there was definitely way more tourists coming, and and I still loved it. You know, it was still wow.
0: it's intense, but it's, it's definitely. Powerful, powerful, and sacred. Powerful. yeah, life changing. I would, I would say, life changing. I'm life-changing. kind of excited to go and and see what as I come out. What's you know? Right? I mean, it's yeah, and it's yeah, like you know, it's like people even go and they're
1: not even they're in, they don't have an intention to to change or shift or do anything different in their life, and they come back and their whole life is different. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's up level.
0: That's really fascinating. Oh, so if you could change one thing in this entire world what would it be and why um if i were to
1: change one thing i probably you know just hearing that question is really interesting because i probably wouldn't change anything in the bigger picture of things because i feel like there's a purpose for everything i just don't always know what it is if that makes sense Yeah. um so i feel like life is working in its divine perfect way. I don't always like it. Um, but if I did have some control and I was allowed to (laughs) change things with the betterment of the whole, it would be, um, the welfare of the animals. And especially for whatever reason, um, the dogs really like call to me. So it would be to really shift the way we treat animals worldwide. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I know
1: there's deeper parts, you know, of other and, and all of that, but that's the one thing I think that really
0: um yeah. holds me. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you if you spell dog backwards, it's God. Right. You know? And, yeah. Yeah. And and I mean like dogs bring unconditional love. There's reasons why we meet them, reasons why they come into our life. And yeah. Wow, cause any, cause whenever you go to in, India, I love, I would mean, I always look at your photos. Right? Oh, you do photography too, by the way. I've seen, so you guys, so, um, I've, I love your photos. Thank you. So where, where could people also find your photos? I forgot about that until now, actually. Well, so I have on Instagram,
1: you can find me DeidreNorman.com. And I also have, I think Deidre Norman photography. I haven't really been, um, doing a lot with the photography. I used to do so much with photography and I haven't recently, but on my intention list or what I really would love to start doing more of is, is getting more into taking photos and really, or even the photos I've taken, even just sharing them, doing something. Yeah. Cause there's so many, and I don't know if you've been to it. Anyone's been to India, but it's just so beautiful and the colors and the animals and the people. And it's a beautiful. Yes. Have, have
0: you been there during Holi?
1: Yes. Yeah. I was there once, um, many, many years ago. And it, I was at um the Parmath Nikatan mm. Ashram for Holi, and it was just mind blowing. Yeah.
0: Wow. It's really, really beautiful. Wow. I'm getting like goosebumps just hearing about your, your retreat and such like that. So, <laughs> so I'd love for you to do it. Well, you never know. You never know, right? Like, it, uh, yeah, you never know. I'm just, I just surrender everything. And, and I mean, if, if next year is my year to go, you know, I'm going because it would be, it's better because I've never been and I would be going on my own. And it, it's like that comforting feeling that, going somewhere. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I'm actually going to be meeting up with someone and and being a part of, you know, the group Mm -hmm. and such like that. It's very, it's more comforting than somebody just all of a sudden going and going on, you know, like tour by themselves. Right. I mean, I normally travel by myself anyways, but India is so, so
1: different though. And I feel like what I noticed a lot of people do is they come on the pilgrimage and then they scheduled two or three weeks after or even a few days after but the first bit is with the group because it is intimidating because it's so different than anything Mm -hmm. you've ever done for most people when you go to India and so having that starter is really really nice um for anyone that's going this year I am teaching at the Sattva Summit um in Mm. November and um, it's November 5th through the 13th, I believe, but that's sattvasummit.com. And that's, um, Anand um, puts that on with his team of people. And that's pretty awesome because you get a bunch of different teachers. People come, it's like a boutique conscious gathering is what they call it, but it's teachers from all over the world coming. And um, it's a really great introduction to India and to the yogic, pra- the
0: integrated yogic practices from the Himalayas. Yeah. Cause it has that loving, welcoming energy there. Right. Yeah. Oh, just, I, I love it. I love it. So what is, what is your definition of God? You know, when I think of God, I think of, um,
1: the word universal consciousness comes to me, but I, I think of God as I love, you know, I think it's comes from, um, remember satvi at the ashram said it and then yogi bhajan has a quote if you don't see god everywhere you don't see god at all so it's like i i feel like it's this all pervading um energy and it's why you know when you're like change anything i'm like it's not my place to change anything right there's a bigger universal consciousness at work and so that's sort of how i think of it um more more of this um sort of this divine consciousness that it that is so so um expansive that there's no way I can even comprehend it in this physical being in this lifetime if that makes sense yeah but something that is that is always there to support us to um be there but for everyone when when we call on it and and even when we don't
0: <laughs> yeah yeah So if you could meet one person who has either passed on or somebody that's still alive, who would it be and why? Why them? Yeah. um,
1: So for whatever reason, I'm spacing her name, but who I would definitely meet would be the woman who um did born free why am i forgetting her name
0: oh yes, you know yes. What I'm talking about
1: <laughs> yes yes i do actually um I don't know why i I'm, I'm spacing your name right now but anyway that is 100% who i would meet not in the yoga world at all but what she did was she took a little lion cub and um raised it and then brought it out to the wilds and taught it how to live in the wild, Elsa. And I don't know why I'm, I'm spacing her name right now, but I've read all of her books. I've read all of her husband's books. And so that is definitely who I would meet for whatever reason. She is just so inspiring to me because I think she did something that no one else had done. She didn't care what anyone else thought. And she really put the interest of this lion cub before anything else. And it was she shifted the way the world and now there's born free places
0: all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. I, I love that movie. Cause you're very connected with Africa. Yeah. Are you going to be I'm doing anything Africa out there? Said, are, you that? Going
1: to do any, are you going to be doing
0: anything out there?
1: I have something on the radar for probably 2025. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of debating cause I've spent a lot of time in Uganda of doing something um, there, but we'll see. Um, I love, um, there's so many amazing places and I have a great, great connections there. And I feel like, um, I could really do, I've done stuff there with just me where you can really get out into nature with the wildlife and do the yoga Mm -hmm. practices that aren't so crowded with all the um, tourists. So you have some space there. Um, and then, you know, of course meeting the gorillas and it's just, to me, it's a really, really special place. So that's kind of, on yeah. the um, the radar, yeah, but yeah. I, I love
0: Africa so much. Besides India, it's yeah, yeah. So this is why you guys have to follow Deidre. Like, you don't. What's up with that? Not just saying, but you know, like, you got to keep an eye on her. I'm sure you're going to be mentioning them that in the magazine as well, in SF Yoga Magazine, and, and your events. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to like get a hold of you or or book um, like a reading or classes or meditations or anything what's the best way for them to to get in touch with you so my
1: website is the best just my name Deidre norman um and then i'm on instagram as Deidre norman facebook as Deidre norman yoga so that is the number one way because you can i have my phone number my email and you can text you can email you can send me a message that's, and I put all of the stuff that I have going on on the Instagram um, link tree
0: and then also on my site. So that's yeah. awesome. That That's awesome. Like that's, so now you guys can see why I had to have Deidre. Like, thank you sure. know, <laughs> of course I would, of course I would. So, I mean, I wanna thank you for coming on. Like it's it's been a real pleasure, real honor and a real pleasure to have you on. Well, it has truly been my honor to be here.
1: I just have the utmost respect for you and so inspired by everything that you do and rely on your amazing advice and insight on a regular basis. So,
0: thank, you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Now, I'm going to be doing a separate show again on Deidre, and she very well might come back and we're going to do a live show where you can ask her whatever you want. So if you guys want to see Deidre come back live, where you can be like, oh my God, Deidre's live. <laughs> you know, let me know, write some comments down there. And I want to thank everyone for watching. and. There's going to be more episodes coming up weekly. So in order to see the episodes, you've got to subscribe to my channel. We're on many different platforms. And again, I want to thank Deidre very much for coming on. And you guys have to stay tuned in. So thank you again, Deidre, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been just so amazing and such a pleasure to be here. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, I'm sending all of you guys a lot of love and light. And have an amazing week. And let's really make this happen, you guys. I will talk to you all later. Namaste.
1: Namaste.